Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Ben Reichley is directly across from me and diametrically opposed to all that I stand for. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, I, I did like our conversation, though, rating donuts in the valley. Uh, right, we were talking th- th- that about That is newsworthy. We're going to talk about that during the 9 a.m. hour, the fine local uh, coffee and donut shop that is, oh. is uh, uh, the, the good man who calls us uh, says we are 100% open so now we know no uh, parking spaces there this morning good they're doing a good business so good for them all right uh, we are talking about uh, financial friday now on WKOK's on the mark program let me announce that we are sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company we encourage everyone to do what i have done and that's go to sunburymotors.com check out a Ford Kia Hyundai uh, or Lincoln that would uh, fit your needs so please uh, do check that out uh, we have on the news line with us now Bob Garrett, President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of uh, Commerce. Good morning, Bob. Thanks for calling in today. Uh, good morning, uh, Mark. And we do also have Art Thomas with us, the Chairman of the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, for what we have seen, uh, 40 days and 40 nights, actually uh, day 42 of the um, Biden administration. How's it going? We'll jump into it. Okay, well, I'd love to hear how the, how that's oh, going. Yeah. Uh, we'll full get, sprint this morning. Yeah, we'll get the full assessment. All right, well, let's start out with the jobless numbers. What did you hear, Bob, and your reaction to some of those results? Well, you know, uh, I heard that, uh, Ben, when he said full sprint this morning. I wanted to change the uh, subject from donuts uh, because my, <laughs> my New Year's resolution is, is holding on by a thread, and you keep talking about donuts, I'm I'm doomed. <laughs> so let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the economy. And keep in mind, everybody, this is the federal economy, the national economy. We're talking about. Uh, we'll get into our local economy uh, in a few minutes. But um, what I heard, I liked uh, unemployment rate coming down six point two percent. I liked the fact that the uh, the media was focusing on long term unemployed. Uh, we'll get into the participation rates, et cetera. Um, uh, which is something we've been focused on. We've been talking about for uh, seven plus years now, uh, Mark. But the, the, the big, the big news of this morning has to be that number of jobs created, 379,000 uh, jobs. Uh, that is uh, uh, almost three times what uh, the, the, the most pessimistic uh, economic estimates were, were 117,000 and well better than the most rosy, um, uh, prediction, which was 225,000. So, uh, what I heard, I like. Uh, uh, does, uh, would it have been better if the uh, if they wouldn't have had those late winter storms, uh, unusual winter storms in the south? Absolutely. The uh, we know that the uh, construction sector, manufacturing sectors, took it on the chin. Uh, we know there, were, you know, we just know because of delivery of uh, of vaccines. 
uh, that the weather really affected everything. Uh, you know, in the South, there's lots of places, uh, once you get uh, places like Texas and Florida, they don't even have heat in their house. So, uh, uh, you know, when they have a, a winter storm like they had, it really affects everything. It probably you know, put a little bit of a damper uh, on this number. It probably would have been in the 400,000 or above. So uh, it feels like we're turning the curve, turning the, uh, turning the corner, I meant to say, um, when it comes to getting on top of coronavirus, getting the economy reopened. Well, Bob, you know, I'm going to jump in here real quick. So if we're at this number, and it would have been better under certain weather conditions, that $1.9 trillion COVID relief package, whatever term they want to call it, probably should be pared down to maybe 600 to $700 billion. Because what, if let the economy come back let let open up the states and let it come back because right now it's it's bubbling to be positive it's ready it's ready to boil yeah it, uh then I, I guess uh if you would have uh if you would have been the one reading the bill last evening uh in the senate they'd still be going uh the uh, i i uh i heard on the news uh on, on the mark driving in this morning that uh, they had the senate clerks actually read the bill last night all 600 plus pages of it, but the yeah, I, I think that's a worthy debate, uh, Ben. I think that's uh, that's a debate that should be held uh, related to uh, related to is one point nine the right number? Should that should it be higher? Should it be lower? Uh, that's a good debate. Uh, pair that up with uh, what we heard from uh, John Caralja from CSIU this morning. Um, the key point is is we're turning the curve here. We need to stay focused on on getting the vaccines out. Uh, you know, we're still working at the chamber. We're yeah. working with companies that have not rebounded, uh, that are still really hurting. Uh, you know, if, if, uh, if we get a chance to talk to Senator Toomey and Senator Casey, which we will make that opportunity to talk to them, is please continue to help us out, uh, in, in particular, help out the healthcare industry, uh, get, make sure that our classrooms can stay open. And then the big one is agribusiness. Uh, agribusiness has, has not uh, rebounded largely because most agribusiness, a big chunk of their business is uh, wholesale, is you know restaurants and institutions, et cetera. And as long as they stay closed, agribusiness can't really rebound. The real stimulus, uh, Ben, is uh, uh, the numbers coming out earlier this week that uh, American Americans, you and me, in our wallets are, are carrying around. $2.4 trillion of liquid assets that we're ready to put into the economy once the economy reopens. Exactly. That's but, Bob, that's why we don't need... That's, that's why this COVID bill, unless it's targeted specifically to the hospitality industry and specifically to people who are out of work, not government people getting money who didn't miss a, a, a paycheck, not the regular private sector people who didn't miss a paycheck, going to the people who need it, going to the businesses that need it, because we are flaming... I mean, we are, we are flaming on inflation right now. We 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 are the inflation is sitting there ready to to move, and and we don't need this COVID bill the way it's structured right now. All right, let me uh, stop you there. The labor participation rate once again, same as it was in January, sixty one point four percent. So no change there. Art, a brief reaction to the jobless numbers, and then we'll take a break. Good morning, everybody. Brief reaction is a pleasant surprise. No one has mentioned here in the last few minutes 
the COVID surge that we've been experiencing. You know, we tend to have a short memory span in our race, <laughs> uh, our society. But at the beginning of February, well into mid-February, I believe we were still uh, nervous about the surge that had been taking place in December and January. I can assure you as an employer in the Valley, I was not looking to hire between February 1st and February 20th or so. That's for certain. And um, between the snow and what it did to Texas and deliveries, you know, one of our companies we rely on... Um, tractor-trailer deliveries. And with vaccine distribution taking up uh, tractor-trailer deliveries and the, the weather throughout the entire middle portion of the country in the Northeast, uh, things were slowed down. Things were stalled. And to find out that despite all that, we created 379,000 jobs. It'll be interesting to see how that gets spun. All right, well, we'll keep an eye on that. Thank you both. I'm going to put you both on hold, so stand by. When we come back, we're going to dig into uh, one of the places around here that would love to see that uh, jobless rate go down to zero if they hired more qualified individuals. So we'll be talking about that soon. <laughs> we're enjoying Financial Friday here. Bob Garrett, President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, on the line with, along with Art Thomas, Chairman of the Chamber, who is uh, his specialty is seeing the big picture. So we're talking about a jobless rate that went down fractionally to 6.2% last month. So that's what we are discussing right now. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Bob Garrett from the Chamber of Commerce, the President and CEO, Art Thomas, Chairman of the Chamber on the line. We're also joined on the line by Tina Ernest, who's Human Resources Manager at the U.S. Federal Bureau of Prisons. We're going to have a discussion now about recruiting and retaining a qualified workforce, which is uh, surprisingly difficult uh, with a higher unemployment rate uh, in the U.S. Tina, thank you so much for calling in today. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Good morning to everyone. Give us some sort of an overview of the work that you do to try to attract workers to work within the Bureau of Prisons. Well, I mean, we have the great benefits as far as retirement, the law enforcement retirement, and along with the the great benefits that we have, we also have um, excellent training opportunities, and the sky's the limit as far as opportunities with career advancement. So we really promote those things. I mean, just in the local community alone, you have Allenwood and Lewisburg and Schuylkill right down the road. So uh, you could come in the door as a correctional officer and, you know, be a supervisor within a couple years. And is there going to be, oh, explain what the wide range of uh, jobs that are available are. 
Well, basically, I mean, uh, as you might know, a prison's like a mini community. We have everything from education, food service, medical services, religious services, uh, the correctional officers, the, the clerical staff, unit secretaries, human resources, the business office. We're basically like that mini community. You walk in and we need those jobs. What are the requirements to work there? We often talk about softer skills that individuals must have to to make it in today's work. <laughs> ben is laughing. Soft. Ben, who can't get up when his alarm goes off. But anyway. Softer uh, w- skills in the prison. Or, oh, anyway. Well, within the whole system. Tina, w- what are the requirements to work there? Well, um, entry-level job like a correctional officer uh, our, our first level is basically a, a bachelor's degree, or if someone that didn't go to college, they could have three years general experience being a supervisor, and it could be anywhere as a supervisor, whether it be a night shift manager at a grocery store or a, a factory manager. Three years of supervision will, will qualify you for a correctional officer position. All right, and other qualifications, uh, drug-free, uh, you know, clean uh, criminal record, these kinds of things, what are associated requirements? Correct. So um, they'll, they'll have an extensive background investigation. Uh, they'll go through a physical, and they'll also have the drug test, like you mentioned. And uh, we do have the age requirement except for qualifying veterans. So uh, basically you have to be hired before your 37th birthday because of the law enforcement retirement. Oh, geez, I missed mm. it by 25 years. <laughs> My bad. Okay. <laughs> but uh, seriously, you do have a, a thriving young workforce there, and, you're, and it's a career stop for many, many people that we know uh, around here. You've been working with this chamber for a long time. I'll start with you, and then we'll get Bob involved. Tell me about the symbiosis that goes between the Bureau of Prisons and the career development field and the Chamber of Commerce. So basically with the Chamber of Commerce, we, you know, engage through what we call our Community Relations Board. And pre-COVID, we would meet with numerous uh, individuals from the community, and we'd talk about, you know, recruitment and jobs and what's going on in our uh, prison. So that way the community is aware to keep that open line of uh, positive communication with all the individuals. With COVID, we've uh, done newsletters to, you know, keep the, the knowledge out there to our Community Relations Board members, because obviously our job is to protect those in our communities, and we want our community to be aware of what's going on here. Okay, Bob? Yeah, thanks, uh, Mark. Uh, I I think, and I really appreciate uh, Tina uh, painting the picture in her introductory remarks that that, uh, the federal correctional complex, Allenwood as we would know it, um, is part of a of a much larger uh, institutional footprint uh, in the greater Susquehanna Valley. You know, 25 years ago, uh, when the notion of a correctional complex was brand new, had not even been uh, tested anywhere, one of the reasons why the chamber led the efforts to recruit the complex here was at that point we had the penitentiary in Lewisburg and we had the camp in Lewis in Allenwood, and um, and. Uh, frankly, to, to, to move up within the Bureau of Prisons meant you had to leave the area. And one of the great selling factors that we made, uh, we said is, you know, you could, you could come in as a, you know, buck private, uh, correctional officer, uh, into that system. And in a matter of, of a period of, of, you know, two decades or so, you could find yourself being the warden at one of the top institutions in the entire system nationwide. And you would actually not ever have to leave. And, um, you know, uh, now we say we mentioned Schuylkill. You know, it's just on the other side of Northumberland County. It literally is just a few miles 
outside of Northumberland County. But when you you think of the facility at Schuylkill, there's three facilities at Allen or at Lewisburg now, and then the three big facilities at Allenwood. Um, uh, what you see there is a person could have an entire career and stay close by. Uh, so the chamber was involved with that, and uh, essentially what we're trying to do now is is move into retention and expansion mode and why we're so interested in making sure that people understand that there are good careers uh, with the Bureau of Prisons. And not you know they're not all uh, traditional correctional officers. There are a lot of different careers there, uh, as uh, Tina has pointed out, uh, with that take a lot of different skill sets. We want folks to understand that there are uh, there are opportunities right here in the greater Susquehanna Valley that uh, that you might take advantage of. You know, we we get a little bit of, we get dinged every now and then, little criticism that, well, what are you guys doing to create family sustaining jobs? Well, the Bureau of Prisons is a family sustaining job, and we're glad that Tina is on today to talk about uh, those jobs that exist right here in the greater Susquehanna Valley and the career that you can have uh, just by signing on with the Bureau of Prisons. And Art, your thoughts on, on this uh, work that's taking place and the the hiring that's taking place at the BOP? Well, obviously, it's good news and what we promote and try to encourage having happen as part of the chamber. Uh, I would ask Tina, uh, do you folks have any type of in-house training for um, applicants that may not have either a bachelor's degree or been supervisory for three years. Is there any type of initial hand-holding to get someone up to speed, or must they come with those credentials before they're even considered? And likewise, a second question for you, how do you guys evaluate the drug testing? Pre-COVID, there was starting to be a murmur out there among the industries in the area that uh, they may start being a little more relaxed on, on test results because of the demand for qualified employees. So how are you guys uh, with, the, with the drug testing, and how about any training to get uh, people qualified? Tina? So, so the training that you mentioned, uh, or the qualifications that I discussed as far as what gets you in the door as a correctional officer, I mean, we get, you know, like we said, the college graduates that come in that have never set foot in a prison, never even thought they were going to work in a prison. And um, we put them in a classroom for the first two weeks of their employment. We give them um, everything from, you know, inmate care to our policies on, you know, security and health services as well. Uh, Just like if we were to hire a unit secretary or a cook supervisor, they may have never thought they'd be working in a prison in their entire life or their career. So we want to engage them and let them know, you know, what to expect when they walk in the door. And they get a few days of OJT on-the-job training as well during those first two weeks. And then after that, um, within a certain amount of days, they do receive uh, intense training in what we call ICT Phase 2. It's normally held in Glencoe, Georgia, but with COVID, we've been doing it here locally. Fortunately for Allenwood, because we have the space and the, um, the facilities to be able to do that, so that involves anything with firearms, that involves physical abilities, and also classroom portion as well. Uh, as far as the drug testing, we, as the federal government and the Bureau of Prisons, they still have a zero tolerance for it. So um, 
that has not changed. But there was recently an article that came out through uh, GovExec. I don't know if you're familiar with that website, but it all OPM and basically saying that possibly marijuana may be something that they could likely lessen, but I don't know what the future holds as far as the Bureau of Prisons and, and taking away that, that zero tolerance. Thanks right. a lot for that, Tina. Bob, uh, she said Glencoe. That should set you off. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we were wondering, Tina, could you, could you just say a little bit more about uh, what has been moved uh, from Glencoe, which is in Georgia, uh, for those who are not uh, familiar, uh, has been moved from there uh, to Allenwood, and um, and what does that mean for our area that you're doing that training here rather than uh, down south? Well, basically, uh, the entire session, so it's approximately two and a half weeks that these um, new hires go through, that they would normally go through in Georgia, but there's we have our on-site firing range. We have developed a physical abilities uh, area where they have to do perform, like, step climbing, they have to run, um, they have to do obstacles, and then also the instructors have come here from Georgia, and they do uh, the classroom portion with them, and they go over uh, the policies and bring in subject matter experts as well to discuss those. And what it's doing for us is we're able to keep those individuals on site, so the cost is down, and also they're still available to us. So like when we had that large snowstorm in December, we were able to keep those individuals here because we knew that people were not going to be able to get home or we needed staff to be on site. So it's, it's, it's a very good factor for us to be able to offer that here. Uh, Tina, this is Ben Reikley. Just a quick question overall. What number of positions do you need now? Are you, you know, is it, could you take 10 to 20 people if they came up and applied for the certain positions that uh, you're advertising? Uh, as far as correctional officers, we're looking at at least 40 or more officers to get in the door. And, you know, there's succession planning. There's going to be retirements. There's going to be promotions. So that number changes daily yeah, depending okay. on, you know, the outcome of that. Uh, we're also actively looking for, like, cook supervisors. We have approximately three or four vacancies for those. We're constantly looking for clinical professionals, uh, mid-level practitioners, doctors, so there's various vacancies that we need to fill here is on the, the complex. 30, just previously, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Is the 37-year age, does that account for all those positions? There are exceptions for clinicians. Okay. And um, we can do age waivers depending on whether or not they are a veteran or there are some positions that may be considered hard to fill that we can request an age okay. waiver up to the age of 39. Well, Mark and I are interested in applying for that uh, yoga instructor. Don't drag me into this. <laughs> we, we hear that, but our ages <laughs> might be there. Yes. All right, we're just about out of time. Uh, uh, Tina, we'll give you an additional remark opportunity. Uh, please, a closing statement. If there's any interest out there or any inquiries about how to apply for jobs or have questions about the application process, feel free to call me at 570-547-0375, and I'll answer any questions those that are out there that they might have. All right. Well, thank you so yeah, much for you. calling in today. Uh, we appreciate you checking in. Tina Ernest, Human Resources Manager for the U.S. Uh, Federal Bureau of uh, Prisons. Bob and Art, to wrap us up, you got a busy month planned ahead. you got uh, Mr. Basu's coming back to town, so give us a preview of what's coming up. Yeah, two, two big events uh, uh, that we want to just highlight. Uh, next Thursday, uh, March 11th, uh, Economic Development in the Post-COVID World with Ryan Unger, 
a uh, local person uh, will be speaking who happens to currently be the uh, leader of Team Pennsylvania. Uh, that's our Lunch and Learn next Thursday. And then a week later, a week and a day later, on March 19th, uh, we will have uh, Anabar Basu and his Chamber of Data. Uh, that's the deep dive into economic data, what's going on uh, uh, worldwide, uh, nationally, and locally here. Always, always a great event. Uh, please uh, go to gsbcc.org to register for either or both of those events, and I'll leave it to Art. I just want to follow up. Uh, don't want to miss Anibon. It's been 10, 11, 12 years now. We're losing count. But the guy is fabulous, and his data is up to the moment. He will have slides reflecting activity that's taking place the days and week up to his presentation on the 19th. So it's fabulous how he summarizes, how he holds everyone's attention. If you've never heard him, please sign up. It's going to be worth your time. And if you do are familiar with him, tell all your friends and get them to sign up. It's something you don't want to miss. You can check out the whole schedule of upcoming events uh, in the Voice of the Valley. comes out in the Daily Adam once a month, and it's also available at the Chamber Office. I'm sure you can look at the PDF version online uh, at the Chamber Office. Bob, additional remark. What else is cooking? Hey, uh, good news this morning, uh, Mark. Uh, better than expected. Jobs created. Unemployment rate going down. Participation rate, unfortunately, unmoved. Uh, but if we can keep this going uh, at this pace, uh, with the post-COVID world will start much sooner than we hope. If you can have the opportunity, please go out and get your vaccine. In the meantime, wear your mask. All right. Well, thank you so much, Bob. Thanks for compiling another great panel and for giving us your reaction to those uh, numbers. We always appreciate your help and your hard work. Thank you, sir. All the best. And thank you, Art, for all you're doing. Very much appreciated running a fine local thriving business here and uh, being chair of the chamber. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings. Welcome on board the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On the Mark. I am Mark Lawrence, subpar host of the show. Mr. Ben Reikley is across from me. Fine local Republican committee person, business person, sports aficionado. And uh, do you do color or play-by-play when you're at these broadcasts? I do. Uh, well, for the uh, high school football, we do the uh, sideline interviews, the refereeing confusion interviews but uh no just just a co-host today and proud proud to be an american hopefully it doesn't happen too often but occasional uh, uh injury reports oh too. yeah yeah not you, you hope not but uh no uh, and one of the things that uh, i know uh big here is uh the basketball games that uh and the wrestling matches that have been going on uh through uh the circumstances where uh you can't tell unless you know them what they look like on the <laughs> basketball courts or on the wrestling match. But uh, good to see the uh, 
young folks uh, being able to participate. Looks like Schick and Seals Grove are having some battles in boys basketball and again in ladies basketball. I think it's going to be next Friday they might be playing for a district championship. So uh, good to see the the young folks and particularly Seals Grove and Shikalimi, uh battling out to get uh, to get through the winter sports, but also battling out to win a uh, district title. All right. Well, keep us informed about that. Uh, we know uh, your daughter's playing. Am I right? Daughter is not playing. Should okay. be playing, but isn't playing. And uh, big wrestling to though this weekend. You guys. Yep. We'll are, be at the regional yeah. wrestling in Altoona. Steve Williams is going to be doing the, the play-by-play. Then we'll have Penn State on the radio on Saturday and Shikolami basketball, or on Sunday rather. And then we'll have uh, Shikolami basketball. Uh, should be playoff basketball Monday. So we'll keep mm. you posted about that. On the market sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. I'll have a lot more to say about one of the vehicles uh, coming up. I checked out the <laughs> Ford Bronco uh, two weeks ago, and we'll be looking at the electric Mustang today. Oh, so we'll be doing that this AC, afternoon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to be playing on it when they bring it up? It's got a 12-volt battery and a 240-volt battery, oh, so hey, it's got it all. They better be <laughs> cranking back in black as they pull in with that black Mustang. <laughs> yep, they got a, uh, let's see, and the uh, the jumper cables for the 241 <laughs> look mm. like uh, chains from a, a ship anchor or something Does that it, they haul uh, around. What's it, is it nicknamed Edison or Tesla? <laughs> Westinghouse. Oh, okay. Our toll-free line is now open. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. We had quite a few conversations this week about immigration and the surge of individuals mm. coming over the border legally a few, illegally many, at the <laughs> southern Mexico border. And uh, what really has happened, we're still asking the question, and maybe Ben can answer this question, what's really happening at the U.S.-Mexico it's border? It's a mess. Um, I don't know who's coming over legally. Legal, if anyone. Legal okay, defined but, uh, by what, what you know, it, it mess. And, and the, the Biden administration, uh, hopefully they can get get their arms around this. It's doubtful when I mean, we start denying things. I mean, holy smokes, what isn't a challenge? You know, when you come out and say it's a challenge in there, but what isn't a challenge? Foreign policy is a, ta- a challenge. COVID, a challenge. I mean, to call something like this a challenge, plus when you somewhat created it. I mean, Mark, it's like you, you, throw, a, you throw a party and you have room for 40 people. And uh, you invite 90 to 100 and you know that there might be another 50 coming. And all of a sudden they all show up. All right, so we can talk about that. We talked about the censure of U.S. Senator Pat Toomey this week. That didn't come to pass, but still could. So we'll be talking about that or another topic. Maybe you have something else. The pandemic is always a perennial conversation starter for the past year or so, so we can discuss that. Uh, as we mentioned, on the Mark Sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company, toll-free line open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. We're still looking for the answers to the question, what are the specific actions that the Biden administration took that led to more individuals coming into the U.S. illegally. So we would uh, like that answer if someone has it. Uh, we did have some answers yesterday. Uh, Joe was aware, and uh, our good uh, callers uh, stated that uh, Mexico was no longer handling individuals who wanted asylum in the U.S., and that is not the case. Uh, Mexico is still handling that aspect of the U.S. immigration compromise that came out of the Trump administration's policies. So uh, that's still happening, but, of course, that has nothing to do with uh, 
uh, individuals coming into the U.S. illegally who have uh, an interest in making a better life and uh, coming in here and enjoying the benefits of being in the U.S. of A. So uh, what specifically has the Biden administration done to uh, change U.S. immigration policy? We would love to hear that answer. You can email us at onthemarket.kok.com and text us at 70236. One of our good... uh, Well, scratch that. We're going to read brief news headlines here, and uh, then we'll go to the texts and emails. It took a taser and some patience by Shemokin Dam police to take a man high on meth into custody Wednesday. Officers tell us the man who lives on the old trail apparently injected himself with some methamphetamine, was acting erratically after it was determined that his uh, use of a pointed needle uh, in his hand and a knife was opportunity to create a public hazard. Uh, They did tase him and take him to a local hospital. The old trail was closed for a time. Another positive case of COVID-19 in Lewisburg Area School District. Superintendent says Donald Icorn Middle School, the second place this week where a test has turned up positive. Kelly Elementary was the first. Those schools remain open after lots of reaction by the district. More details for the distribution of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine to school teachers and child care workers. Pima Director Randy Padfield says each intermediate unit will be coordinating scheduling with public and private schools in their jurisdiction. Each school will be provided with a specific schedule of available appointments so their educators and support staff can schedule appointments. All appointments will be scheduled using an online scheduling tool which will make it easier to regulate the flow of individuals through the clinic to provide for maximum efficiency. From there, school workers will receive instructions from their employer. Padfield says most clinics will be located at the IU buildings. The IU, we talked to John Corralcio on the newsline earlier today. You heard Bob Garrett mention that. Uh, he was on at 7 a.m. Thanks to Mr. Rob Center, our fabulous producer. You can hear that on the WKOK podcast page. He talks about vaccinations taking place on the 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th of this month of four Teachers. COVID-19 numbers themselves, slight uptick in Pennsylvania, over 3,000 cases again, a downtick in local cases, all of our local counties in the single digits. Uh, it is uh, four digits it takes to talk about the number of vaccinations in Pennsylvania, 2,000 more doses handed out in Montour County, 10,000, Northumberland County, 25,000, Snyder County, 8,000, Union County, 10,000 people have had at least their first dose. Uh, Snyder County business owner says he is defying a state order to close due to COVID-19 violations. Emmanuel Lapp, owner of Eagles Wind Coffee House in Shemokin Dam, tells us he received a notion, a notice from the Department of Health shortly after I visited last week uh, to close for failure. Are you okay, buddy? That's not where your donut came from. Anyway, to close for failure to enforce the mask requirement. This is the place you go. The sign says, you must wear a mask. We do not have to. Uh, Eagles Wind says they are staying open at this time in Shemokin Dam. And Snyder County GOP Chairman Todd Robotin says the state GOP censure of U.S. Senator Pat Toomey is unfinished business at this time. They didn't come to an agreement, and a couple of issues of procedure and bylaws uh, need to be resolved. Then they'll get back together either in person or electronically and continue with that vote. He said the vote appeared to be very close on the statewide level, but it was not no official proper censure resolution vote has taken by place statewide. Of course, you know, those local, a couple of local GOPs got involved in that uh, censure, but not you. You missed that vote. What a, what a time to have another Zoom meeting. Proxy. Yeah, not, it's... Uh, 
Did you send a proxy? You did? No, nope, didn't send a proxy. Oh, okay, so you didn't even weigh in. What would you do if you had cast a ballot? Uh, voted no. I mean, there's no reason. I mean, what, if you're sending a message that is going to resonate, yes. You mean but, have a big, make a yeah, difference. Yeah, uh, but there was, there's no difference here. And then this is what, uh, unfortunately, parties get, they wallow in this stuff. And, you know, move forward. You know, the Republican Party in Pennsylvania needs to concentrate on the races that are coming up, particularly the judicial races. Well, in two months, uh, they we'll gave they gave the, the state Supreme Court away a number of years ago, and uh, you can see what happens. So you got to look at elections have consequences and elections have benefits, and uh, those who get elected uh, get the benefits. Uh, what you want to do with Pat Toomey? Uh, you know, good luck, because Pat Toomey's doing what's good for Pat Toomey right now, and he's getting himself set up when he leaves the Senate. Plus, the other thing is, you need Pat Toomey in this 50-50 Senate. Uh, so, so make we'll, him we'll miserable, see. and he won't stick with you. In well, other words, no, correct? not make him miserable, but you know, what what are you going to get out of this? The censure. Yeah, so the censure is going to be what? You know, he won't be able to run for office. He won't be supported by the GOP. Um, you know, some of the times the political parties get set up, and this is another fact. So the Republicans seem not to want to circle the wagons the way the Democrats do. So if you're going to take anything from the Democrats, they protect their own until it's time and they become useless. And this is what we're seeing in New York and we're seeing in California. The Democrats are saying, we don't need Cuomo, we don't need Newsom. We got Harris and we got another young bench they feel coming up. So that's that's why we'll, we'll see the, the Democrats you know, uncircle their wagons and let them out. The Republicans just seem to trip, stumble, and fall over what they think at times is principle. And I've been doing, I mean, I was involved in politics since 72. I was young, George McGovern. So you see this going on, and you see the frustration. The Republicans could never control the narrative. We got a president that came in who controlled the narrative and then went overboard. You see the Democrats controlling the narrative, especially with the media, but they circle the wagons. They don't eat their own. Why are Republicans so bad at all of this, this, uh, this idea of keeping the, uh, the figurative attention uh, on, would, their pos- on their policies, social media, uh, mail-in voting? It, it, it's almost like the gang that can't shoot straight. Well, I don't think it's that. Ma- mail-in voting is, a, uh, is, is, is ripe for, uh, for problems. And, you know, people say, oh, Oregon does it right. No, no, look at the details of it. Mail-in voting, you know, look at the details of how mail and voting is implemented, then you can see if it's successful or not. Our, our voting system is, is, is broken. You know, we, we, the basic principles of you going in, being registered, you going into your voting precinct, this is me. Whatever form of identity you want to use, you want a government-issued identity if you don't have a driver's license, I hear these excuses. They're ridiculous because you can't, without proper ID, you can't do a lot of things in this country. Okay, but why can't and Republicans here's what I'm gonna say. get the, this together? Well, and the Republicans need to stick to their message on the principles. If, if they would have ran, if President Trump, instead of going at 110 miles an hour, came back to 85, talked about the, prin- the principles and the policies they got done, it's a winner. 
But the Republicans seem, again, now you say gang that shoot, can't shoot straight, they seem not to want to control the narrative because a lot of Washington Republicans, Harrisburg Republicans, want to be in the social circles that get invited to the cocktail parties or Beaver feel Stadium. good, you know, feel good about themselves. And you look at what do they get done? Little to none. Then, when you get some people that want to come in and make things happen, all of a sudden, they're ultra this, ultra that. Well, how about results? How about ultra results? And even on the Democratic side, uh, you look at the policies, you look at H.R. 1, you look at this COVID relief bill, that's a shame. It is a shame what's going on. But politics isn't dirty. Well, all of isn't this is dirty. shameful. Well, so, somebody, you know... Immigration? Well, immigration. You know, they, they, made, they made progress in the Trump administration with getting immigration somewhat under control, somewhat. And now they're letting it go. Well, Mark, what in the world is going on when people are walking, you know, they're, they're making these... And people might not understand how far it is from Central America to Mexico... But they're standing there in political like walk, walk political t shirts and have flags waving. It says Biden, let us in. Please let us in. Are they have Biden T shirts? Yeah. <laughs> I mean it, it's getting Is that to, real? It's getting to the point where Where do they get a Biden t shirt well, in you, Guatemala? You tell me. And also well, come our, on now. look at our policies Come on, man. Cuba. Look at our policies with Mexico and Canada, how different they are than the Central American states. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We got open phones right now. While Ben looks up his uh, picture of the Biden shirts that the good uh, individuals coming to the U.S. are yeah, wearing. Pro- oh, there you go. And probably, oh, it's a Biden campaign. Oh, Biden, please yes, let yeah. us in. And, and and they're probably made in China. No, this is not real. There's that's, not people wearing real. Biden shirts approaching the yes. border. So how, how absurd do You're making get? that up. Yeah. All right. 1-800-795-9565. One of our good listeners says, I should be able to vote by mail if it if I want it. It's my right. All well, right. you absentee ballot. Well, it is now. Well, no, yeah. not that. All right. But we'll take callers. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. We have a couple of questions pending right now. Uh, one is, what really has changed in the Biden administration policies as it relates to immigration? Not that Mexico treatment, uh, pre-treatment of asylum. That's that's <laughs> not happening. That's still happening. But what is happening? Of course, we had a, we have a surge of individuals coming to the U.S. illegally. Uh, what's happening when they get here? That's different. Of course, we know the wall construction has stopped. But uh, what has actually changed at that border? We still don't have that answer from anybody. We have all the good talking points from both sides of the aisle, but we need facts. Uh, also talking about that $1.9 trillion uh, stimulus package. Uh, stimulus. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 hey, it's over 10% pan- of it will help with the pandemic. Now, yeah, come on, good. Ben. Well, let's take 10% of uh, it right. and put it towards the pandemic. All right, 1-800-795-9565. One of our listeners says, hello, I hope the state finds the Shemokin Dam Coffee House every day. It doesn't comply with the state order for COVID-19 violations. Well, they certainly could do that, but what what would be the yeah. accomplishment? Yeah, uh, the accomplishment? I certainly think if you break laws, that's what happens. Okay, I'm clear on that. But the state, Governor Wolf will be able to smile and lean back at his recliner and say, mission accomplished. I find Eagles win. You know, I mean, they're, hopefully they're doing a booming business. They'll be able to absorb it. But what How have you legal? accomplished if How you find a business to shut them down? I mean, the legality of these regulations have been well, have been looked at by other tax. people. I mean, they got so, their hands all okay, over. Okay, can the health department is, is this a law 
that you have to, or are they strongly suggesting? Most most around the country, if you look at what they're saying, is they strongly suggest you do this. Right. They want you to, uh, you know, you know, Big Brother's telling you what to do. Now, in the legal arena, does it does it pass? the test of being right. able well, to prosecute. Well, we'll find out. 1-800-795-9565. Call us now. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC Way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, one of our good listeners sent us a note that says the reason Governor Cuomo is on the hot seat right now is we got to get rid of Cuomo. He was probably going to challenge Harris in 2024. Yeah. Well, he, he's... he's ex- well, she'll be president expendable. before then, first of all. Well, it's That's the expendable theory. and Newsom the same way. And the other part is, remember, let, let's look at how the narrative's being written, particularly on the uh, liberal side, is... What is Cuomo and Newsom? They are white males. All right, they we're both about might be right-handed, so they're absolutely useless. And Harris, you know, Harris is VP and might be, you're right, might be president before the election. I asked why the Republicans can't get it right, social media, or keeping their Republicans in line, or early voting, why that's so difficult for them, and that prompted Dale to call. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Yeah, I, I just find it hard to believe that many people voted in the last election. And I got a better idea. Instead of mail-in ballot, why don't we have call-in ballot? Ooh, I like that's, that. Or how about a phone app? Yeah, that's you know, just think. You're telling me that one-third of the population voted, okay, with them numbers. Yeah. Which I, I, I would say, what, the previous election was like one-sixth. Yeah, there's. Oop, I think he got cut off. Them. Probably he pushed the button. Not good, me. Good thing he wasn't. Good thing he wasn't voting. He got another call coming he, in. Though. He wouldn't have got done. One of our good listeners who heard that you have to be 37 or younger to get hired as a guard at the federal prison says, "Good morning. The federal prison system is age discrimination, in my view." But we found out that certain positions they have. Right, our yoga instruction stuff. job is. Still think, open. I think as a yoga instructor, you would be uh, an added value to the prison system. Right? right. Another good listener says, "Good morning, Ben." You think it's okay to open the states wide open prematurely? Really? We're almost making a touchdown on this. 520,000 COVID-19 deaths, and you want much more? Come on, man. No, come on, man, and look at the uh, science that you folks want to quote. We want to be free. Texas and Mexico. In uh, Mexico, yeah, Mississippi is doing, and look at the other states such as Florida, and look how they've been able to risk and reward. Uh, we're going to find out that uh, the 
the, I believe in the future, the government overreach of this has been extreme. And why is it blue states compared to red states compared to purple states? Well, I think blue states, they're more empathic. They care more deeply about making sure that people are And that's are why uh, Governor Cuomo wouldn't release the uh, information to let the... Uh, Doctors make decisions on what to do. So he didn't release the numbers, so they couldn't make decisions on it. This is bad. Plus, his policy was horrendous on the uh, nursing homes, but which is going to come to Jersey and going to come to PA, too, Michigan. Did he do that because he is a governor that behaved that way, or did he do so just because he's a Democrat? No, he he was looking, they were looking, well, we'll come out even more, but they were looking to protect themselves from the Trump administration pointing out that their policies weren't working. But we'll, we'll, we'll see it in New Jersey, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. We'll see it. Joe, thanks for waiting a short time. You are on the mark talking about U.S. Senator Pat Toomey, the censure of Senator Toomey, hung up in Harrisburg, but a lot of the local GOPs have officially scolded him. <laughs> yeah, Joe, uh... Good morning. Ben said about uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't vote to censure, but I, I asked Ben, uh, <laughs> do you think it's right then that Toomey or any other politician vote their conscience? What else are they voting? Well, there's well, party. Well, they, well, they vote again, strategy. as the representative <laughs> government. Okay. They vote the conscience of the people that sent them there. I believe I, I would have voted to censure because I don't think. Voting your conscience, I don't think you have that right when you're sent there to represent. I don't know what the percentage is that voted uh, to me in, you know, if it's, say, 70%. I, you know, I, I, even if you didn't take a poll, which politicians live on, to see, well, what do my constituents can. Okay. Well, Joe, Joe define, define conscious. Well, define voting your conscience. Is that your morals well, and your ethics? It means that you, that you vote against what you were sent there for by the majority. Like in Pennsylvania, a certain amount of people of a majority sent... And if he didn't take a poll, I guess you can say, well, he didn't know what the majority was. But, uh, yeah, it's when you, you're you a representative of the people. You you don't... I don't even think you get to vote your conscience as a senator. You, you're there to represent the people. How about if a first-term senator went there and voted with the Democrats because he had a change of heart at some point? What do you think his chances of being elected the next round would be? Well, that's exactly. But, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, you're, you're a hamster on a wheel right now just spinning around. If, if politicians aren't voting their conscience, then why do we talk about the character of the politicians? Why is that important? Yeah, if they're just going to reflect. Now, hold on, Tom. Yeah, just Let me respond, poll. too. And I, I think a lot of uh, elected leaders, say a state representative or a U.S. congressperson, are to be a little bit more representative of of their constituents, while a senator is supposed to use their wisdom and experience and their conscience, to use your phrase, and to, to do what they think is right, even though it may not be in lockstep with their territory. Now, that is just a rule of thumb. It is not, you won't find it anywhere in the Constitution, but there's no law. There may be an understanding on your part, but I don't think there's any law that says a senator has to, quote, represent their uh, district. I, I think they do just the opposite. They vote their wisdom. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Maybe I was off the air. Um, I, I agree with Ben that you're not going to do anything to 
uh, diminish to me that much. I mean, maybe it was, you know, on his resume because he's going elsewhere. But I, I just have to think of, the, like, what message are you sending is, I think, one of the things that Ben asked. And it's not to to me, in my opinion. It's, it's to uh, newly, newly elected officials, the same as Democrats. I wouldn't expect a Democrat there to go and vote Republican and, you know, that... I don't believe that's the way it works. How, how was the impeachment a Republican or Democratic issue? I mean, the the, the, the impeachment part, I, I don't agree with how Pat Toomey voted, because the impeachment was okay. a farce. It was a farce in the House. Yeah. There right, was, okay. So, uh, I mean, if but, you want to get into that, I was talking in a more general way. Well, hold it. You know, Look at Pat uh, Toomey's voting talking, record. I was just talking about uh, representative government and your ability to vote your conscience as a... Well, Joe, hold, hang, hang on here before you filibuster the show. Here, here's what we're looking at. Look at Pat Toomey's voting record and look and see, has he been on on the Republican conservative side, if whatever you wanted to call that, yes, he has been. But you know what? When you when Mark talks about the state, well, you know, there's probably some Democrats that voted for Pat Toomey. There's probably some Republicans who didn't vote for him. All right, so, I agree. So here's yes. here's the scenario: Pat Toomey you is know, down there, and he'll take constituent he'll take constituent information from you, and that. But on on the hand that you're making, my my point about it is this: just gives the media. Another arrow to shoot at the Republicans to say, look, their tent's not that big. And the point about it is, this was absolutely useless. If some people, please, if there's Republicans out there that say, censor Pat Toomey makes sense, and this is why, good luck. Because this is the well, problem of controlling the narrative, and that's where you, the Republicans fail. Okay, go ahead, You Jim. think it would affect, uh, like, a first-term senator? Why? That he would look say, look, look what I... Should be doing, or look what I should be doing to avoid censure. Well, you think a first-term why? senator that would? I mean, I'm I'm saying you're not sending a message to Pat to me. I agree but, with. What, what is, what's it going to do? Right. I understand what you're saying, Joe. I, I think you're right, though. Yeah, I, I do I mean, think it does your, your send a message to future office no, holders in that I, seat. I don't. It's just like impeachment ones. now. So censorship. I, I agree. Is it, it doesn't have a, a, a punch in the gut, or you know, you're well, not putting anybody. Joe, the, Joe, know, what does it office? It's uh, it's uh, well, Joe, a minor what thing. Does it that, mean? Yeah, I, I, a Democrat or uh, somebody trying to primary some other Republican would say, "Look, he was censured as a first termer." You know, he's voting with the opposition. I, I agree that it gives opportunity like that. I'm not denying that, but no, if you want people to vote your conscience, I, I mean, not your, but I just don't agree with the opinion, and if I'm on a hamster wheel, well, you're, well, you're I, just uh, spinning around. A you're getting some good shape. exercise. You're just you know? spinning around. Thank there's you, nothing, Joe. There's Thank nothing you. here. Thank you so much. Hey, I, I got it. That's, did. Your, that's good. There's All nothing right. there. Yeah, yeah, Thank you so much, Joe. Appreciate it. I'm, All right. 1-800-795-9565. Standby callers. We will be right back. 1-800-795-9565. What in the world is the purpose of a censure, even if the guy is running for re-election? What's, a, what's, a, what's an impeachment? Put that in the same sentence. We'll find out when we come back. All right. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. One of our listeners sends a note, says, I'm a Republican, Ben, and I agree with the caller. You're a Republican. You're there to represent the GOP in general, not your conscience. Your argument about the impeachment is null and void because they were impeaching President Trump. He voted yes to go through with it, and then he voted yes again. That would be talking about Senator Toomey no, it, it, voting yes to go through with it. And 
yes to uh, so so okay folks if you're there to vote your conscience why, why are people talking about the character of the person in the office right if you're just going to be I mean, a this is robot. absurd i mean this is getting into word salad here well thanks so, to an artificial <laughs> intelligence soon we won't need to elect humans no, we'll just we'll, send we'll, down a republican yeah, representative we'll, then we'll send a we'll send a uh, uh, a vote in the, mm-hmm. the 12th district instead of fred keller voting we'll just send a, we'll do a poll and you just hit your computer get on the phone and you say this is the way i want you to vote right so tom okay. what's your view on all this oh with the congressman or, or our senator or what you're calling <laughs> I, I, about I, I, okay well that that is a different item i yeah I, my observations uh, with uh, and good morning to you both my observations with biden pelosi and schumer's you know that they they've closed or limited schools and businesses yet the borders are wide open uh in washington they're passing legislation with billions and trillions of dollars little for covid or solving that crisis little for jobs or solving business uh crisis uh the, the money's going to their big supporters and the democratic machine makers uh, they built a wall around Washington, and, and they're paying billions for our National Guard to be there. And now Pelosi wants to set up private security systems for all of Congress and our cities. The crime is going off the, uh, uh, you know, through the roof, uh, and they limit police and policing tactics. Uh, I wonder if, you know, a caravan of, of regular people, parents, children, business people went to Washington set up camps like Move On used to do, if Pelosi and those will, will, will give them medical treatment, if they'll give them vaccinations, if they'll, if they'll pr- provide food for them and let them sit there. Yeah, it'll be uh, the same food they give to the guards, though. That'll be the downside. Was, well, that may, you know, then it's McDonald's. But, uh, no, uh, at this no point, that would be an upgrade. Just, the, the hypocrisy and the irony of how they're leading is, 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 is certainly going to take our country backwards for a long time. Unless people do, I think, uh, go there. But but then but then she'll call out more National Guard, saying you know parents and children are a threat to. Them, I'm well, sure. Joe, your point is the inconsistencies and what the Biden administration so far, I believe, has not understood was what was working under the Trump administration, and the parts that were working that that help America instead of saying everything that the Trump administration did was wrong and we have to reverse that because we have to make sure that President Trump and his people are uh, basically deleted. So the inconsistencies of the border, you're 100% right. The more inconsistencies of the hypocrisy is when they have people who have COVID that are being bussed into the country. So you have to look at the politics and the business of immigration, especially legal immigration, of who's making the money. And unfortunately, it's, it's, it's human trafficking, it's a disgrace that most, if not all Americans, understand and and say this is wrong for us to bring these people in this way. Illegal immigration needs to be stopped in this country because it's human trafficking that's going on. And Tommy, I'm glad you called in because you seem to know what you're talking about here. Can you tell me, President Trump had something, you know, a wide range, probably, I would think he's going to go down in history, is probably the toughest president when it came to immigration, particularly over the southern border. Mm -hmm. 
No. Oh, all right. Well, so yeah, I'm wrong no, on that. But be, anyway. No, he's going to be. I okay. Agree. Well, that's fine. Okay. So we had that. And then President Biden comes in and he changes uh, two or three things very specifically. Now you say we have open borders. So what specifically happened at that border that the border is open? I mean, you used to have a checkpoint. You show your passport and so on there. That's not there anymore, according to Ben. And what is happening at the border? Describe what's happening now that wasn't happening before. Well, again, the wall has stopped and prevented people from coming in some certain the, the, the priority areas that the customs people told Trump about. And, and you saw the reduction there. So they opened so up the wall. Wait, stop, 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 Tom. So and, they opened uh, and, up the and, wall? And they know that. Then Biden sends that signal, come. So, again, the people in South America, and I can't blame them for trying to get a better life when they see we can get in here and we're not going to yes. have to come back. Yeah, and okay. so they send their mothers with children, or they send people who are, uh, you know, you saw, I, I look at the TV, I see how many pregnant women are coming in. Those children they're going to have are now citizens. And okay, so, so we're going to be supporting all those. Uh, but then just to get here, obviously, it, it, it's, it's been an obvious and in danger to them. And then, uh, you, you know, uh, they, they are stopping the customs from, it's, it's now catch and release. It was, yeah, like catch. they said before, go back. And wait asylum in Mexico. We had Mexico cooperating with us. That's okay. not happening anymore. Okay, so people that's coming perfect. over the border. How in many just died? Border. Thank you. That, with that car that came through the gate, or you know, cut the fencing. And what was it? A dozen people died. And that was because uh, of President Biden. Yeah. He, well, Mark. Okay. When you, when All right. You, I'm you just saying. This is yes or no question. Just let me keep asking that. Okay. So you say the border is open now, and the wall was there, but now what? The gates are open, or they cut holes in it, and so now the wall. You know, the walls that once separate us, they're gone. Correct. Well, our enforcement, enforcement is not right. what it was. They're not yes. allowed to. You know, they're not allowed to stop these people. Okay, they so, have to let them come in. All right, what did I mean, President they're not, Trump? They're not, you know, if, if anybody comes and says, I, you know, I want asylum, okay, come on in. Okay, so the wall uh, is open. The Biden signed uh, signaled to them to come here, and that's of course a nebulous thing. That's hard to uh, codify, so we don't mm, we won't no, dwell on that. Not really, when they're wearing t-shirts, well, hold on. right? They that's got right. a free t-shirt, right? No argument there. But uh, I think the rest of it is harder. But anyway, okay, so explain. If you're a customs agent down there and you're, somebody's coming over the border and you're saying, you know, who the heck are you and why you want in the U.S., what did that person used to do and what do they do now? Well, I'm assuming what I was told and what I saw and what was reported. Right, that's fine. Prior, under the Trump administration, it got to the point where if they showed up, they were told, no, go back into Mexico. And Mexico either restrained them from even getting to the border, saying you got to apply for asylum here, or in the country, you know, that, that you came through, not to get into the U.S. right away. I got and you. Then, okay. again, we've stopped the flow of the children. So and, the answer again, used the to be no, and now they're yes. Building camps for children is there. And last point, if you saw Biden at that last, what was supposed to be a news conference and he was silent, it's like watching Weekend at Bernie's. They're just dragging him around and telling him what to say and when to say it. I, He, he can't. He can't stand for a news conference, and he can't think other than what's scripted right in front of him. It's hard to believe it's still an upgrade, though. That's the that's the crazy part. All right, thank you so much, Tom. Not an upgrade. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Really appreciate that. Okay, well, see, this is what I've been waiting for. One, we have an open border. We used to have a wall. Now we have an open border. See, that would make sense because there was a surge coming. Two, Biden signaled to them to come. Plus, they get the T-shirt. Three, the custom agents that used to say no, you can't come in the U.S. now say yes. And four. 
catch and release. Explain how the catch and release works. Well, the catch and release, they used to send them back, at least on the Mexican side, and they waited till they get in. Now, they catch them, they release them in the United States, so you have to show up at this uh, hearing on uh, May 1st, April 2nd, okay. whatever you want to. It's, it's, it's absurd, and the problem is, ask the Democrats, what is, why is it in the best interest of the United States not to not to do everything to enforce illegal immigration. And the other part about that is, why aren't we looking at helping immigration? Why aren't we looking at workers' visas? I mean, I saw Gerardo Rivera, he just stammered and stumbled all over himself trying to say, these are the people that's picking our lettuce. These are all this. No, no. Then get green cards and do worker visas and get the program set up. So, follow the money. The cartels are making big money. The Democrats want voters in the future, and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and certain businesses want inexpensive, cheap labor. All right, Bob, last caller before a quickie break. Thanks for waiting. You're on the mark. Yeah, good morning. The uh, immigrants that are coming in right now have been held in Mexico probably for the last three months. So, I mean, they, they need to come in, have a judge hear their concerns, and see if they can get left into see, the country. The only people I that get nothing. the only yeah. people that get held in a Mexican uh, facility, oh, and is, which is probably their version of a facility is not as good as ours, uh, are individuals seeking asylum. That's yeah. who you're talking about. Refugee status. I would this think isn't it. anybody trying to come into our country is looking for a better life. Right, no That's argument That's not refugee there. status. Well, and plus fleeing where they're coming from. I mean, you know, the pandemic and the downturn in the economy. Why, I would why, think. why have borders then? Why, why well, have, why have look any? what they just did with the uh, the wall. They cut it down, and there was, what, 12 or 15 people killed in a vehicle. They had 30 people stuffed in it. They had 25 and people the, in the an SUV. drove out in front of a truck, a tractor trailer. So, so why are we? Lo- why, why do we want people to come to the United States illegally? We don't want them to come illegally. Okay, <laughs> but then why <laughs> are we letting them? He's just being facetious. Well, no, why are we letting them? I'm then? saying that we're building a wall that you can cut down. No, it was. You know, you're saying that President down. Trump is famous for his keeping people out of the country coming over illegally. I agree. I, I'm not going to say that he's not. He didn't try and stop the problem, but he was the problem by the chaos he created. Uh, hold it. He was it, telling it, people chaos. that you are not welcome in our country. We don't want you because you're not. You don't have a job. He was telling people because they were poor, don't come to our country because we don't want to help you. No, that's he was how rich people finish. work. He they was, are for the one percent, and that's what Trump did. He is for the 1%. He made businesses rich. The rich people were richer and the poor people got poor. There is no middle class anymore. And Ben, I think the reason you are against this COVID plan now is because your company will not benefit from it. <laughs> but what does that have anything to do with it? Our company doesn't need to benefit from well, it. I think what COVID plan are you talking about? Apply for it. What, you know, I work for about? a bus company part-time. They have not, I have not had work since March of last year. Well, I have not had one curtailed. day of employment with that company. No, the COVID plan, coach. The, they have not had one dollar of employment or income. Gotcha. And our, our county, Northumberland County, 
does not give them any of that COVID-19 relief funding. That's not well, Can you believe are they that? applying for it? Vinny Clausey gave him $100,000 so he could stay afloat for free. Vinny Clausey gave him $100,000. I probably shouldn't say that. Yeah, but you he should. Well, you said it. As a <laughs> Too late now. To save the bus company. Did they, did they apply thank for it? Thank you, Bob. Did they thank apply you, for it? Thank you, thank or you, they Bob. Qualify thank for you. Yes, thank, you. thank you, Bob. I'm sorry to do that. We've got to get be. going. We've got to stay on schedule here. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'll be right back. When it comes to carbine, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right. On the topic of censuring Senator Toomey, one of our good listeners sends a note, says, An elected U.S. senator, whether it's Casey or Toomey, is actually supposed to represent all the citizens of the state, as many would have it. Many states would have as many of their residents with no representation, as many states have senators from the same party. I guess Representative Keller is only supposed to represent Republicans. Democrats and independents are just left out and on their and own. And that's the point. So if you're not voting, and again, if somebody's not voting their conscience, then why is character and their morals yeah, why when they, they run for it? Just say, I I'm a family a man. Robot. I'm pro-business. I'm yeah. pro this, I'm pro this. No, no. I will be a robot for whatever yeah. so the GOP is, tells me to do. And if they vote their conscience and you don't like that, then you vote them out. Or President Toomey's not running. <laughs> so he has a free ticket. Governor Wolf isn't running again. So Dennis. He, he can do things that he needs to do, he feels. Dennis, right you here. 90 seconds. Okay. Well, you know, this whole thing with the, the illegals, I personally have a family member that's trying to immigrate here. Do you know the legal system takes anywhere from 6 to 12 years to become a U.S. citizen? We are sadly there's, familiar with that dilemma. Pathetic. Yep. It's pathetic. It is really tough. I mean, there's sometimes there's forms, $300 a form. Mm-hmm. They have to be in at a certain deadline if you don't meet them. I mean, it's ridiculous what they put some people through. And there's quota systems. There's quota yep. systems on Italy. Can you imagine? Because of so much immigration in the last century. So, you know, we've been going through this with a nephew for 10 years, and it's unbelievable. You have to have $5,000 for the immigration lawyer, and then you have to have a family member here with enough money to put up if somehow they, they fail on their green card. No, it's, so, it's, it's, Dennis, it's, a, it's, it's pathetic, and immigration needs to be reformed. Now, immigration yeah. is not illegal immigration. That needs to be stopped, but immigration needs to be reformed. All right, go ahead and finish, Dennis. Just yeah. a couple more seconds. Go ahead. Yeah, no, well, and, and this business across the border, I don't know if you read about a week ago, they caught a man, a terrorist from Yemen, coming across with the uh, illegals in the flood. Luckily, we had a very sharp 
regard to Okada. Good. You know? All right. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, Dan, you only get a minute. I'm sorry to be so stingy, but I have to tell okay. you about the Bronco. Well, what we're seeing with open borders, etc., a part of the left wing, what they want global government. One world government is what they're working towards. They don't think the United States, as we know it, should be any better than any place else. So we that study scripture know what's being done is working towards a one world order where we're all equally under one, gradually, a world ruler. And that's why the Democrats hated Trump, because he was for an individualism, for us each being an individual, and for us being a sovereign nation as we were, as we are yet, and were for many years. We're the light. We were the light okay, of the so world. we got to fight globalism if we can. Thank you so much, Dan. Yep. Really, guys, really have a great and good program Thank today. you very much. Yeah, we're bound to hit something. All right. <laughs> it's a 2021 Bronco Sports Badlands edition that was out front. And, yes, I did sit in the seat, but I didn't drive it, okay? two point uh, 2.0 liter, four-cylinder, turbocharged nice. EcoBoost, six GOAT modes, all perfectly tailored for Ben. One is when he gets stuck in the mud. Another is when he's at the beach in the sand. Another is when he wants to go fast. That's the sport mode. Another one, when he looks at his checking account, that's the eco Mm -hmm. mode. Another one is the slippery mode. That's for when he comes up on the hill and it's not snowing in the downlands, but is up here in the uh, the uplands. Power moonroof, reverse sensing system, wireless phone charging pad. You just put your cell phone down on the pad to go speaker wireless and it charges it up. It's crazy. Remote start, eight-way power seat, and the best part about it isn't even on this uh, talking points sheet. It's It's $37,000. Seven, but four seater too, right? Right, it's a four seater. Plus, so you could jam a, a, a teenager could sit in the back. No, it, uh, it, bottom line is. If you, if you need transportation, go to Sunbury Motors. That's the bottom line. SunburyMotors.com, a great place to start. Do as what I've done. Purchase dozens of vehicles <laughs> on spec and keep asking them, why do these trucks keep showing up for Mark Lawrence? Ben, thank you so yep. much for coming in. We'll see you next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is News Radio 1070, WDKOK OK, Sunbury. 10 a.m., time for Dan Patrick.